Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Who lights a light or a lamp and puts it under something? A bushel, a bush, a bowl. Who does that? A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And then he goes on to say, Practice good works so that people might see them and glorify your Father who's in heaven. Well, this is after Jesus describes his followers, the people who are going to devote their lives to following him. This is after he calls them the salt of the earth. Interestingly, he says if salt loses its flavor, and it can, can't it? It's good for nothing. It's thrown out. But now he gives us two, two ideas about light. Now, we know that light is the source. It's the beginning. It's the, it, it's the photon packets that float through the universe showing that light began uh, all things. And when God created the world... And the universe, God said, let there be light. So we know that it's God's great plan that he would make light. And Jesus says, you are the light of the world. How can this be? Well, in one example, he says, he talks about the lamp. Now, there's a bit of investment in a lamp, not very much, but you have to fill it with oil and you have to trim the wick and you have to buy new wicks when the old one has burnt down. You have to uh, attend to the, to the lamp, so there's an investment of time and a little bit of money as well. But when the lamp is lit, of course, it lightens up dark places. Who would then, then put in that in investment and cover it with a bowl? Um, I know there's a trend now for uh, Danish hoogly, I think it's called, where, you know, the lampshade sort of dulls the light a little bit so that we've got that, that sort of quiescence, that, that cosiness uh, about, about, <laughs> about the light places. But in fairness, I love a lampshade to cast a lot of light. And, uh, and, and I think this is the picture that Jesus is giving. Well, if you're the light of the world, he says, then don't hide it under a, under a bowl or a bush. Don't hide your light. Light is meant to light. Now, I think that's fairly self-explanatory. What is our light? Well, our light is knowing that Jesus is the answer. Our light is knowing that the Bible is a, is a book that's full of mystery and wonder and good news. Uh, the light is knowing that people can see that we visibly care for them and we care for our environment. And so wherever it is that you live, Jesus says, let your light shine before people. Let it, let it shine like the old saying goes. 
But then he talks about a city, a city on a hill. So this is a new picture of light. A city on a hill can't be hidden. And uh, I was explaining in church the other day, and if you know this area, you'll know that there is a big cemetery uh, in uh, in um, next to Bowling Park. And if you keep walking through the cemetery at night and look over, uh, there's a place where you can just see the whole city is lit up light upon light it and actually it's quite a glorious sight if you've ever flown over a place that has just very sparse uh, a very sparse population you'll notice that every time there's a house there's just a blink of light in the darkness if you if you're flying over it at night but Jesus says no you are a city on a hill now, most of us churches, we don't feel like a city on a hill. We, we feel like just a, a tiny little light. You know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it, let it shine. But the fact is that when Christians work together and they love one another and they practice the, the gifts that God has given them, they put them together for the, for the, for the upbuilding of one another, for the encouragement of one another, well, then a special thing happens. And actually that light starts to, starts to shine brightly. And of course, it becomes in effect sort of a greater light than the sum of all the little lights. Jesus says, that's the picture of, of my people. My people, my citizen people, my beatitude, blessed are people that these salt-of-the-earth people together, when they agree on something, when they, when they get together, they, they cast a light that cannot be hidden. It can be viewed from outer space. So there's a, there's a thought. And, you know, I do really love church, and, and you do too, which is why you're listening to this, but church so often can be can be less than that, can't it? And, and, and Jesus is giving us an ideal here, a picture of how the church can be uh, light upon light upon light, shining out in, in the dark places and reaching, really, the dark alleyways and the, the, the dark door frames and the dark gardens and the, the, dark, uh, the, the darkly um, shaded houses and and, and all of that, the light is the answer to all of that darkness. So there you go. There's a, there's a lecture about a city on a hill and a lamp that isn't to be put under a lampstand. And then Jesus says a surprising thing. I'm saying it's surprising because later he seems almost to contradict this. But this is the key to it. He, he says, practice your good works before men. Let your light shine, in other words, before, before people so that, they can, so that they can see it, so that they may glorify your Father in heaven. Now, we've got some examples of this in the Bible. For example, in, in, in Acts, when the Holy Spirit comes, the people are amazed. They, they all see it and they all want it as well. And of course, the Holy Spirit enables the, the, the people of God to talk about the good news, about all that Jesus has done. And 
this, I think, connects very much to, to, what, to what Jesus is saying here. Let your light shine before people so that they may glorify not you, but your Father who is in heaven. Now, there'll have been a few people on that mountain that day who thought, well, who is my father? Can I call God father? And Jesus, even today, holds out an invitation that in believing in him, believing that he came to earth, practiced good deeds, taught the truth, died a sacrificial death by his own volition to pay the price of sin, and then rose again from the dead and is there seated at the, the right hand side of God a high priest, the Bible calls him forever in the order of Melchizedek. Well, well, because Jesus says, those who receive me, who grasp me, who follow me, th those who repent of their past ways and, and they turn to me in faith, their lives are transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, so that the good deeds that they do no longer interest them in, you know, in, 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 in being praised or glorified, but instead glorify the Father in heaven. I wonder how people talk about the church that, that you go to, and I wonder how people talk about you. And I wonder how people talk about Christians. Do they say, well, they always just want glory for themselves. They want praise and, and adoration for themselves. Or do the, those same people say, do you know, I can't believe that someone would love enough and care enough and do enough in, in, in this way. There must be. It must be because they, they've been changed by God. It must be because God is in their actions. Well, let your light shine before people so that they might glorify your Father who's in heaven. And if you don't yet know him as your Father, oh, call out to him. Call out. Ask him to reveal himself to you in Jesus that you might be forgiven filled with him, and live as lights in a dark world. Amen.